The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. The story was set over by Rabbi Sharon Katz of the Eda Haredes, somebody who was a global expert on Kashra supervision. And the story transpired at the Canton Fair. What is the Canton Fair, you ask? Well, it seems that one of the most global and largest, most extravagant fairs in the world takes place annually in Canton. Canton, we don't mean Canton, Ohio. Here we mean, mean China. And people come from across the globe. Companies come, all kinds of people, purveyors of merchandise. And it is one of, one of if not perhaps, the greatest merchant fair that exists in the world. Of course, Jews come as well. Baruch Hashem, Jews are in many different aspects of business. And Jews come as well. And they try to do business, to find objects, to find merchandise, to find different people to make a shidduch with in terms of business opportunities. And it's nice because there are quite a few Jews that come there and they become like family eventually because they're they're like one sheep among 70 wolves. There's a shul there, not, not far away. I don't remember the city that it's in, but there's a shul there. And the chevra, the people that attend the fair, they usually dive in chakras there. It seems like there's a little shear in the morning. Somebody provides breakfast. And then everyone goes off. And every single moment of that fair is precious because there's so many opportunities and there just isn't enough time to meet the many people that you can get these incredible opportunities with. Rabbi Shachar says that he went to this large factory. That's the reason he was there. He was supervising production, cautious production. And he comes back to the base matters. And he comes to the base matters and he's quite surprised. There's a young fellow there, maybe in his 20s or early 30s, and he's sitting there over a Gemara and he's learning. Half an hour, an hour, two hours. And he's learning with such a mesikas, such a sweetness, so beautiful. He's very inspired by this fellow. But he's perplexed. What's he doing learning? He had to come to the Canton Fair on the other side of the world to learn? He doesn't know. Then the next day, he comes back after his visits at the factory and this guy's still sitting there. The sweet sounds of learning Gemara. Half hour, an hour, two hours. Can't believe it. He goes over to the fellow before Mincha and he says to him, I don't mean to be nosy, but if you came to learn, why'd you have to come all the way to China? Just stay where you are and learn over there. What are you doing here? Who are you? At first the fellow brushed him off. Rabbi Shrancho insisted. He says, no, I need to understand this. You don't just brush a guy off who's come literally across the world. So the fellow shared something remarkable. He said that he did not grow up religious. He grew up secular. And he never had the opportunity in his life to learn Tyra, but more importantly, to taste the Mesika Satyra, the sweetness of the Tyra. And as he became more and more observant and he became more and more religious, he really wanted to be learning all the time. But Lamaise, he had to support himself. He, to, he didn't have anyone supporting him. So he came to the fair. He was an international businessman. And he said, listen, I'm not sure if I'm going to find anything here. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on the first day. And on the first day, hopefully Hashem will give me some opportunities. And then once I found that opportunity, I could sit and learn the rest of the week. So Bashar says, Nu, did you find that opportunity? He said, I'll be honest, there were some interesting things, but I wasn't able to connect with the people manufacturing them, and I wasn't successful. So what are you doing here? He says, why don't you go out there and do some work, you know? Try to do some business. He says, listen, out there, I'm just learning the Gemara that speaks about Bari Vishema, situations where one person is claiming a a claim that is definitive, and another person, it's a questionable, he's not sure. We say, Bari Vishema, Bari if something is clear and something is unclear, the thing that's clear always trumps. So he says, listen, learning Tyra is clear. The Tyra is true, the Tyra is real. Going out there to, you know, this big fair, I don't know if I'll find something. Look, I wasn't successful on Sunday, on the first day. So I came here, this is the Bari, this is definitive, this is where I am. 
says to the fellow, but what's your plan? If you weren't successful the first day, what are you going to do? He says, listen, I'm going to learn. And on the last day, Hashem will give me siyat, Hashem will help me. And the merit and the schus of me sitting and learning his holy Torah, he'll help me out. Okay, I understand. Wow. He says, I'm inspired by you. You're incredible. You're, an, you're such an inspiration. But when the morning of the final day of the fair comes around, and everyone runs out after davening and learning, and this fellow is still sitting there, as if nothing happened, Reb Arshur Ancho was perplexed. I mean, isn't this your day? It's your last opportunity. So he walks over to the fellow. He says, I don't mean to be rude, but like, didn't you tell me that you're going out the last day? You, you got to do something. You can't come across the world and come back empty-handed. And the young fellow smiles and he says, nah, I don't even have to work today. He goes, why? He says, because of the phone call I got last night. He goes, what phone call did you get last night? He says, I want you to know something. On my first day here at the fair, I found a particular piece of merchandise which is extremely unique and incredibly, incredibly valuable. And I went over to the people that are manufacturing and I said, I'd love exclusive rights. I can help you in a big way. We can turn this into a whole new level. And they said, listen, we hear, we understand that you want it. But there's a whole week here. Why should you be exclusive? Many people are going to come through our booths. Maybe somebody will give us a better deal. Maybe we'll have multiple people that want to distribute and we'll make more money. He says, and that's what happened. They kind of pushed me off. I said, listen, what could I do? This is the one thing I was really interested in. Explains this young fellow. Last night he says, my phone rings. And it's the president of the company that manufactures that particular item. And he says to me, sir, we'd like to meet with you. Why, I said. Did something happen? I said, listen, we met hundreds, maybe thousands of people throughout the week. Many people gave us an offer, but something about you seems more authentic and more genuine, and we think we'll be more successful with you. We'd like to talk to you, and we want to give you exclusive rights. Says this fellow to Rabbi last night I met them, and it was all over. The deal is done. I didn't even have to go back to the fair today. I'm here, and I'm learning until my flight comes, and I'll go back to the country of origin where I came from. Unbelievable. How does such a thing even happen? The answer is, it's in the beginning of this week's Parsha. Literally the first Pasuk. The Pasuk says, in If you follow, if you walk in my statutes, and you observe my mitzvahs, and you perform them, then the Torah gives a whole laundry list of great things that will happen to a person. There'll be rain, there'll be plenty, there'll be livelihood, there'll be parnas, it's going to be unbelievable. Rashi wonders, what does it mean that you walk, you follow my statutes? The Pasuk says, in the next few words. So what's referring to? Zot Rashi, perhaps one of the most famous Rashis in Kol HaTarakula. Excuse me. They have to toil in Torah. What's Not just mitzvah observance. Not just doing what you're supposed to do and not doing what you're not supposed to do. What it means to say is a person who toils in Torah. And what is the Torah promise such a person? He'll have livelihood. Hashem will take care of him to free him to be able to learn. It's literally what happened to this fellow. He says, listen, Rabbi Hashem, I want to learn your Torah. I don't want to work. That's what I want to be doing. Says Rabbi Hashem, don't worry, I got your back. And sure enough, he went back with an amazing contract that would just free him up and enable him, up, enable him to learn more Torah. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.